Hello, and welcome to the Wild Truth Chase podcast. As ever, I'm your host, Nicholas Schaefer. I have to start this episode with an apology. Several weeks ago, we did our last episode of Season 6, which was focused on various topics related to quantitative reasoning. I was getting ready to go out of town for a week, and I said that I would try to get something into the feed despite being out of town, but I failed to do so. For those of you keeping track at home, two weeks ago was the first time since the inception of the podcast that we didn't have anything new in the feed for an entire week, and last week we didn't have anything new either. So for all of you out there who spend your Sunday afternoons just waiting for something to drop into the Wild Truth Chase podcast feed, I apologize. I'll do my best not to let it happen again. So what are we going to talk about this week? I've been having trouble figuring out what to talk about after last season. Although the message didn't come across quite as clearly as I would have liked, last season covered a bunch of topics that are very dear to me, and now it isn't clear where to turn next. In the past on the show, we've covered everything from techno-optimism to aging to news, humor, and scams. We even did a season on Silicon Valley Bank before arriving at our last season, which was on quantitative reasoning. For the next season, I've considered various topics, such as documenting my attempts to write a song, documenting my attempts to write a story, discussing various more traditional science topics, talking about lessons that I learned so far while attempting to start a business, or even documenting my attempts to establish an automated or semi-automated quantitative trading setup at home. All of the above remain possible future season topics, but for now, I plan to put the show in a sort of holding pattern while I figure out what to dive into next. One issue that I've been having when making the show is the very limited amount of time that I have to do it in. If I'm lucky, I'll get to do a little research for the topic throughout the week, usually while I'm in bed getting ready to go to sleep. Then on Sunday morning, while the rest of the family is out of the house for a few hours, I have to write the script, record the audio, edit it, and post it. I usually aim to write about 2,000 words, which, as you know if you're a regular listener of the podcast, takes me about 12 to 15 minutes to read. One way to game the system is to talk about things that I was going to be looking into anyway, and one of the things that I've been trying to do regularly is to read. So for this week, and perhaps a few more weeks, I'm planning to do a series of book reviews. This has the double benefit of giving me something to discuss on the podcast and encouraging me to finish at least one book per week so that I have something to talk about. First, just a note about my approach to reading. In my opinion, most books are too long. I've heard various arguments as to why this is, and I think that many people would agree with me. Indeed, several popular services exist that simply summarize books and present these summaries in easily digestible forms whether it's audio or text. Whether it makes more sense to read a summary of a full book will no doubt depend on your level of interest and the amount of time that you feel you can dedicate to it. I'm definitely not opposed to reading summaries of books either in addition to or instead of reading full books. 
It just doesn't make sense to say that there's no cases where you'd be better off reading a summary rather than the full book. Nonetheless, for topics that you are very interested in, it's definitely the case that it can make sense to take the time to read a full book on a topic. If I were a full-time book reviewer, then I could devote my prime daily hours to reading with my full attention. As it is, the time I do have available for reading is after work when I'm often quite exhausted. In this state, it's very easy to slip into lazy behaviors. For me in particular, especially during baseball season, I can sit in my chair or on my bed and watch an hour's worth of MLB game summaries before I realize where the time has gone. It's just so easy to do as compared to picking up a several hundred page book. To help counteract this tendency, I'm trying out a new hybrid approach, which is to both buy the physical book and find an audio version of the book, which is usually on Audible. Then, whenever I can, I sit down and listen to the audio while reading the words in the physical book. I also listen to the audio at 2x, or twice the normal speed. If I want to continue making my way through the book, but I'm doing something that makes it inconvenient or impossible to read the physical book while listening to the audio, then I can just listen to the audio for a while, if I am, for example, driving or doing chores. Having the audio track there, and going at 2x, I have found, is a good way to keep pushing through even when I'm tired and probably wouldn't be able to stay focused without the audio. I think that reading, at least most of the book, while listening to the audio, probably also helps with retention and comprehension as compared to just listening to the audiobook. This is particularly the case for many of the nonfiction books that I read that contain diagrams and equations. I have noticed that different audiobooks take different approaches to describing diagrams and equations. Some are better and some are worse, but none of them are a complete substitute to actually being able to see it in front of you and be able to pause the audio if necessary to examine them. So what kinds of books might I decide to review here? As those of you who have been to my house will know, I have a very low bar when it comes to deciding to buy a book. I have to guess that this is related to, if not directly caused by, something my dad said to me when I was little, which was, I'll buy you anything you want as long as it's a book. With that being said, my library has very clear bias towards nonfiction books and towards nonfiction science books in particular. Some of the books that I've read recently or I'm currently making my way through include For Blood and Money, which is a book about how a particular class of cancer drugs were discovered and developed into FDA-approved therapies. Another is The Theory That Would Not Die, a historical overview of the trials and triumphs of Bayesian inference. An older book that I'm now making my way through is The Making of the Atomic Bomb, a classic tome that covers exactly what you'd expect given the title. Another is Immune, which is a book about immunology written by a YouTuber who I believe is not even a scientist by training. A more recent book is The Song of the Cell by Siddhartha Mukherjee, who also wrote a few of my favorite popular science books, including The Gene and The Emperor of All Maladies. Finally, there is The Information, which is a historical account of the people and ideas around information and communication theory and its applications. Out of a mix of interest and necessity, I've recently also started reading some business-related books, including Obviously Awesome, which is a book about how to position your company in such a way that people who could benefit from what you're offering will understand what it is that you do. Another is Product-Led Growth, 
which is about the changing paradigm around selling software towards generating interest in your product by making it easy for people to try it for free before they are asked to spend any money. There are actually two books that have the same title, which is Traction. One of them is about an operating system for businesses that includes prescriptions regarding things like how often to hold what kinds of meetings and what to do in those meetings to ensure that the business runs as smoothly as possible. The other book with the title Traction introduces many different marketing channels and lays out a system for choosing which channels to experiment with and to decide where to focus your marketing resources. Another book that falls under the business category is Fall in Love with the Problem, Not the Solution, which was written by the founder of Waze, which is an app that uses tracking data from its users to both create street maps and to detect issues with traffic flow. These books are interesting for me in a way that I suspect they would not be for someone who has formal business training. For most of my life, I thought about how to figure things out in the context of systems that are made of components that are not, at least individually, intelligent. What I think I'm learning while trying to build a business is that building a successful business is mostly about trying to figure out what people want and then how to show people that you've built something that can help them, assuming you have done so or will be able to do so. A final category of book that is severely underrepresented in my library is that of fiction. My fiction collection takes up one tiny half shelf in my library, and truth be told, even most of those are as of yet unread. I did, however, recently run an experiment and purchased and read a fiction book. My approach to choosing the book was not terribly sophisticated. I simply searched for best books of 2022 or 2023, and then chose one off top of the list that sounded reasonably interesting. I ended up choosing a book called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. It's a book about a group of people who are making games and how their relationships evolve over several decades. I think it's not giving too much away to say that one of the central themes of the book is that the most important person in your life might not be a family member or a spouse, but instead a friend and or colleague. I thought that it was a pretty interesting book, and the fact that it made many references to games that were made and released in the 1990s certainly didn't hurt given that the 90s was my own prime gaming decade. I'm hoping that these book reviews will be a way for me to sustainably establish a holding pattern for the show while I figure out what our next in-depth topic will be. I think that it will be fun to use it as a means of exploring various topics that could turn into a more in-depth treatment. Writing book reviews is not something I've done before, so like pretty much everything related to this podcast, it will be both a learning opportunity and an experiment. It's also quite possible that I might try one or two of these and find out that it doesn't work well in podcast form, in which case it will be back to the drawing board. Finally, similar to the PTI or pardon the interruption episodes, it might end up being the case that these book reviews episodes end up being randomly interspersed with the regular seasonal content. Okay, I think that's enough for this week. Feel free to send in any thoughts related to this new direction for the podcast, and I'll see you all again very soon.